Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This week on Pop Gaze, we talk celebrity finsters, the Golden Globe nominations, and the gay blood ban in Victoria. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Gaze, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. The postmodern queers! Yeah! (laughs) Hello, girls. Oh my god. We are coming to you from a studio, honey. Uh, <laughs> we are looking each other in the eye, not through a screen. Yes. We are dripping. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just amazed at each other's skin and radiance. Mm, yeah. All of us wearing Louis Vuitton. <laughs> um, yeah. That Chanel fragrance. Yeah. Mm. We're coordinating. It's, it's, it's a moment. Did I ever tell you guys that I thought that when people said Louboutins, they were just quickly saying Louboutins? Oh. Like Louboutin shoes. I thought it was going Lou- Louboutin shoes. <laughs> That's but fair enough. It's a separate brand. Louboutin. Yeah. 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 Those red bottom shoes. Yes. So sexy. Mm, they are nice. How are you guys? How's your week been? Good. It's been good. Oh my God. Big news. My girlfriend and I are moving in together. Yes. We've got a place in Richmond. Um, if you want to stalk us. Um. <laughs> yeah, what's your address, really? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're moving next week. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. With Kenzo? With Kenzo the dog. Oh, my yeah. God. Fantastic. And all in less than a year since we met. Yeah. And yeah. that's slow for that's lesbians. Slow that for is lesbians. Slow. <laughs> Incredible yeah. work. You guys showed a lot of restraint. <laughs> I think, yeah, like nine months. Yeah. yeah, nine months. That's I think that's yeah. a record. That's the gestation period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You could have had a baby. Time to move in. <laughs> you have a baby. You have Kenzo. Yeah, we you have yeah. a dog for nine months, and now you have a literal child, literal <laughs> dog. child, dog. Yeah, mm. that's so exciting. Mm. Are you like both pumped to feel like your suburban fantasy with each other? Oh, absolutely. We've been looking at all the furniture on Marketplace. We bought a table today, like a dining table. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's extendable so we can have everyone over for dinner. We're like already planning all this stuff. Nice. <laughs> I love yeah. a lesbian dinner party. Yeah. It's always <laughs> the best potluck because people bring things. You don't have yeah. like some friend rocking up with a nacho cheese Doritos. We love yeah. nacho cheese Doritos. <laughs> or, like- or even more offensive, like a box of favorites. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lesbians bring stuff other than gay men who just bring alcohol and problems. To yeah, the party. yeah. <laughs> and ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's your week been? Good. No ketamine for me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did want to. I did see something that made me laugh um, about Azealia Banks uh, yes. saying that the gays are appropriating horse culture <laughs> because they use saddles and ketamine. <laughs> harnesses yeah and i was like that's a bit of a reach but not surprising from from our friend azealia azealia banks has gone so hard at so many different people yeah um (laughs) just talking about um every celebrity who's quote-unquote wronged her and the problems they have now how many celebrities has she like come across still that are still like i (laughs) i i'm gonna give azealia a chance yeah. at hanging out. She'll be like, that Bindi Irwin, you're next. Like, <laughs> uh, Did you hear about the cat, though? What cat? Azalea's cat. That she, like, it died. And then she boiled it. Like, she boiled what? the skin off it in a she pot. She dug it up, I yeah. think. And boiled it? It's some kind of, like... For what purpose? Was it, like, a Wiccan thing or something? I Ugh. feel like it's, like, voodoo. Mm. And then there's people saying, you know, it's disrespectful to um, 
like criticize that because a lot of voodoo and like ancient African or Caribbean practices seem really weird to the average person, but it's like part of the culture. Yeah. But I don't know enough about her background (laughs) to like um, back that and say, no, that is definitely her doing a spiritual thing. Mm. Or is she just totally unhinged and boiling that cats for the sake of it? And I think there was some criticism because it wasn't necessarily that she was doing this voodoo act. It was more like she was doing it inaccurately or something like that. Like, I think she just put her own Azalea spin on it. She just like boiled a cat. Like there wasn't. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> she didn't like. It was something like, and she like kept the skull or something. I don't know. I mean, oh. she seems like somebody who needs professional help, but won't get it. Yeah. That's oh. the vibe. No, I just don't think she believes in help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just. I thought she was like. I remember when I first met met when I first came across Azelia, um, I thought that she was this like bi queen, but she and is she? Well, she said she was. She says, I lick the plum in the evening. <laughs> As you do. Um, I mean, maybe she was talking about literal plums. Yeah, maybe she's, <laughs> maybe she's a fruit bitch <laughs> rather than a fruity bitch. A fruity bitch. <laughs> but yeah, she's super homophobic now. She like kept oh. coming out saying that she was like pro-Trump and then she was like, no, I'm not. And she just like hates paying taxes. Mm. She gives me like a Milo Yiannopoulos vibe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh my god, like, that is a name I haven't heard in a long time. Like someone who possibly is queer, but is also the most homophobic. Like yeah. energy. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. No, that guy. That guy was was wild. He was gay, and then he like. Yeah. He just said, and, and but then he used that as like, uh, sort of what do I call it when when you kind of use it as an excuse to say whatever you want about yeah, everything. Like, I'm racist, but it's okay because I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's man. I guess like you have different layers of privilege, right? Mm. So if you're gay, but you're using all of your white privilege to be a racist. Being gay doesn't negate all of the shit you're doing that's problematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But someone like him would probably see it like that. Yeah. It's like, you can still be a bitch, Milo. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Giving a bad name to Milo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think there was some scandal and now he's actually broke. I mean, there, there was so many. I don't think there was a single article about him that wasn't, like, just heinous yeah mm. and he's in that same like brand of like men as like yes. him jordan peterson who by the way only eats red meat and is really unwell shockingly jordan peterson only eats red he meat. only eats red meat like his daughter only eats red meat and like i think she was sick and then she felt better and then they were like guess that's it then we all just eat red meat all right oh. army hammer yeah <laughs> oh. oh my god the other red meat oh yeah the forbidden red meat <laughs> um i sent you guys i think this thing about timothy 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 I have Timmy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old mate. I call him Tim. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> Old mate Tim. I'm starring in a movie based on a book, Bones and All, which is based on like a cannibalist story. <gasps> How is these worlds aligning? Again? Yeah. It's That's crazy. I don't think it's a coincidence. No. Oh my God. I wonder if Timmy has like said anything about it. Well, he's, he doesn't say really anything. He's not active on social media. He's aloof. From, he's aloof. Like that pic that he put up. Yeah, the of mesh him shirt. in the mesh sexy shirt, and then it was just gone in a minute. Mm. We haven't forgotten. Oh him. no, it's on our page. I reckon he has a finsta for like his close friends. Yeah, yes. I think every single celebrity has another Facebook, Instagram, or something like that with a different name where they post shit for their other celebrity friends. Yes. yes. I actually watched, um, you know those like YouTube clips of like actors interviewing actors? Yeah. I watched one with Timothy Chalamet and Emma Stone and um, they were talking about how they have like they just lurk because he's like, oh, I have an Instagram account. She's like, oh, I don't, but I spend a lot of time on Instagram. What does that mean? So she just has like an account that she must have an account because you can't be on there without yeah. one that she just lurks no on and on. stalks people mm. on. Also, when you're that rich, I would just be on Instagram for the ads. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes there's amazing ads. I'm like, I want to buy that. And imagine having the kind of money that you're just like, yeah, I will have that. I will yeah. just buy that. There's yeah. so much nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like adding it to the cart. You're just yeah. like, yes, yes, Add yes. Add to cart five. <laughs> She's got that, um, what's that linen brand? 
Brooklinen. Brooklinen. Yeah. Or um, the, this is nice, not a the nice linen. Like, oh, what's it called? Everyone has a Sheridan. Better, better than that. It's oh. like bed threads. Oh, bed threads. Yeah, yeah, it's such yeah, an yeah. Instagram brand. I've never yes. heard of it. I'm that like broke. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's not even yeah. that. Yeah. It's it's like, just... have you heard of Kmart sheets? <laughs> <laughs> How about dirt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like dirt, Charlie? <laughs> uh, well, that's um. I yeah, I'm curious about how many. How many of those celebrities just have those secret accounts, mm. which would be... Mm. Did you guys hear, because I'm a big part of the Drag Race subreddits on Reddit, <gasps> mm-hmm. um, that Trinity the Tuck had a like um, secret account on Reddit, but she got exposed because this account would always comment on threads relating to Trinity <gasps> and like saying, like, oh, I'm such a fan of Trinity and like defending her and blah, 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 blah. Um, And there was all this problematic shit because I think at some point someone was like calling out Trinity or a show that she was a part of for being possibly transphobic. (gasps) And then this um, user that has now been revealed to be Trinity said, I'm a black trans woman and I think it's fine. No. Sort of thing. And all this kind of shit. And then someone like tweeted her being like, is this you? Um, about the account, about another post. And Trinity was like, yeah, I sometimes go on Reddit. And then someone went and got the entire, like, comment history. And it was, like, really, like, it dated back, like, a couple years. And there was all this shit. And, like, stuff, like, during All Stars 4, like, when um, Trinity went to the finals and, like, obviously had a co-win with Monet, there was all Mm -hmm. this kind of, like, almost, like, microaggression kind of shit. Like, her saying, like, I don't think Monique deserved to win this challenge or that kind of vibe. And it was just really, like, like an insight into someone's, like, inner psychology that they thought was private. But, like, her defending herself and, like, blowing smoke up her own ass. And it's just so embarrassing. That is... But it was bound to happen. What were you thinking? The moment yeah. you reveal yourself, the internet is ruthless. Exactly. They will find out. Every, every single thing. Yeah. I'm like, I have to go through my Twitter and delete tweets from eight years ago <laughs> at some point before I blow up because yeah. otherwise people will blow me up. Yeah. I, I had a Twitter account. I've had a Twitter account since I was like 15. It's the same one. Oh, my me God. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah cause, and, and especially like when I was like studying, I would delete Facebook and then I would just be on Twitter mm. as like another thing so it really didn't help but I went through and I was deleting tweets um thankfully I think I like most of them are just like me talking about dumb shit so oh, like yeah. it was never actually that bad but there were just a couple hairy ones that you're like oh okay like I think that was a little transphobic mm. but I didn't see that at the time or mm. very some like misogynistic stuff that was like very internalized misogyny mm. and blah 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 but then it got like so far because there's so many tweets that I was like, oh, if they find it, cancel me. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. It'll save me time. Yeah. yeah. I, I like need to take a week off work just to go through the yeah. 8,000 tweets. Yes. And then most of it would be like, what's up with Ben and Jerry's ice cream? It's way overpriced. Yeah. Yes, totally. <laughs> but also like a 15 year old, you know, going onto a social media and like, you know, learning about themselves and the world. Like, I, I, I think people would be unbelievably ruthless if we're gonna you know yeah drag people for that but like it's different with someone like trinity who's like you know a 40 year old man like it's like mm. you're fine like you can be accountable to this yeah it's the co-opting other personalities that bother me like oh i'm a black trans woman like what other races and identities has trinity taken on yeah that's the scary thing yeah Yeah. (gasps) and also to just like boldly take it on as if that's like Mm -hmm. Yeah, to to defend herself. <laughs> but there have been some funny memes that have come from it from people like roasting Trinity about it, being like, "We love our two black winners." Um, <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Ah. <laughs> oh, wow. it's very funny. Um, actually, on the topic of um people uh, posing as a different race, I just this morning was listening to um. Sibling Rivalry, which is the Bob, the Drag Queen, and Monet Exchange podcast. I love that podcast. It's fantastic. Um, If you have heard the most recent episode, it's about the concept of transracialism. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. I haven't listened to this most recent episode, but... 
you know the concept? The concept, like Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. yeah. It's really <gasps> fascinating. So have you heard about this yeah, idea? Yeah, I know this Rachel Dolezal bitch. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker. I, I don't know. But what was fascinating to me is, so for those listening, basically like in a similar sense that if someone is transgender, they see themselves as, you know, a, a different gender to then the way they were physically born. Someone who would be transracial would identify or see themselves as a different race to what they are physically. And it sounds outlandish, but the way that they deconstructed it in this episode was really interesting because race like gender is a sociological thing that we invent really Mm. because it's cultural and it's, it's about how we perceive others and Mm. how we kind of like have these like community codes that we go by and you can be like culturally, I don't know. It was just really fascinating. Yeah, so yeah. couldn't you theoretically, um, like, I don't think it's a thing personally. I, but yeah, personally, I think there's a lot of different ways someone's smart and especially Monet and Bob yeah. who are so funny and like so smart. Of course, I can see them explaining it in a way that you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But I definitely think gender is a bigger or different construct cons- yeah. complaint to race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think gender is just as diverse as race. There's probably just as many genders as there's races, but for, um, a person to feel like I'm not the gender that was assigned to me at birth, I think it's different to saying, oh, I was born this race, but culturally I align with a different race. Mm. And I think the other thing as well is, yeah, for example, I'm, I'm black, I am was born in Germany I'm half German I'm half white there's all these like different parts of me that are kind of contradictory and there's different cultures that I grew up with and I guess now I identify a certain way but for me to say you know what I'm transracial I'm not actually black I'm white (laughs) like people would be like what do you mean and I'd be like you know no I'm white because I grew up in a school where everyone around me was white um, let's say my mom wasn't black I'd grown up with my dad I could like argue my way Mm. into whiteness if I wanted to but it just wouldn't sit right with my spirit, yeah. <laughs> A, and B, I don't think that makes as much sense as me saying if I was um, trans and not cis, you know, I would I have the same sort of arguments. Like, you know, I ne- never felt like I was the gender I was at, that I was born with. And I, that makes so much sense to me. Mm. And I think that's such, an, like, such a construct that's really easily... Um, disassembled because gender just isn't the thing that it was a hundred years ago while race very much still is. Mm. I think we have a long way to go. Maybe one day people can be transracial because um, races will be more mixed, which is already happening. There's more people from all kinds of different backgrounds coming together and making babies. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But until that happens, I don't think... I don't think I can, like, look at someone who says I'm transracial <laughs> and accept them in a way that I can accept someone who's transgender. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Rachel Dolezals of the world are, like, are kind of, like, the beginning of a new wave of this, of people, you know, opening up this discourse. Mm. Like, I definitely don't think it's the last we've heard of it. Um, no, yeah, I agree. There's but it's always... It is based on Rachel Dolezal and other people and even just like blackfishing in pop culture and stuff Mm. like that. It's always white people grasping on to the culturally accepted or um, celebrated parts of black culture, particularly like uh, like American black culture. Mm. It's never – it doesn't – like it can't go the other way around Mm. because people won't accept – a black person being like, oh, no, I'm white. They'd be like, <laughs> yeah. no, you're fucking not. Like, yeah. that's that's where the line is. Yeah. And also this, like, Rachel Dolezal also was the head of the NAACP and uh, in uh, Spokane, I think it was, um, a role that she wouldn't have gotten if people didn't think she was black. Like, yeah. she mm-hmm. lied to people. She lied to people about her past. Yeah. Um, she lied to her kids. She has two black sons and they're just so humiliated. Like if you ever watch the Netflix doco, I don't know. I watched it and it made me very angry. Mm. I think it's just, um, yeah. And I think it's, 
it's interesting. Even like thinking about like gender dysphoria um, and gender euphoria, <laughs> a great show. Um, but it's like I feel like uh, the discourse around that is changing as well where it's not as simple as I was born in the wrong body. Mm. I think that that was sort of uh, – there are some – from what I've heard – um, there are trans people who really identify with that. And then there are other trans people who say that to help cis people kind of understand, comprehend, yeah. comprehend what's going on. Um, and yeah, and gender to me, like you were saying, Aurelia seems like so much more of a construct. Whereas with race, um, like white people can do blackface and yellow face and like dress up in whatever culture and they have been for years mm. and there are people who walk around like in the northern parts of india claiming <laughs> they are from the himalayas it's like no bitch you're from turak um, <laughs> i know your game um but we just it, it like there's no way that it would go the other way around because mm. you like you walk into a shop and people treat you differently based on how you appear. It can't, yeah. Yeah, and the, one other thing about the transracialism, like you said, it feels very much like, oh, I want all the benefits of like being cool and black because that is like mm-hmm. a trend, especially if you've seen Get Out. Mm, <laughs> you yes. know how they talk about it. Yeah, the up and coming. I think being African-American is cool. <laughs> and I feel like it's very much taking advantage of that. While if you're trans, there's literally no advantages. Yeah. Like you're going through, like no one especially in like a country like Australia, people are only really getting around the concept of being trans. And I guess most countries are like that. So you really have no benefit to, you know, come out as who you are. And there's such a like braveness and risk and like being true to yourself that's associated with that while being white and saying, you know what, I'm I'm Asian, I'm black. Mm. That's literally just jumping on a bandwagon of what you think is cool. And I think that's like another issue that I have with it. Like you, if you're doing it for a trend, are you doing this for a trend? Or are you doing this because of who you really are? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Very but interesting concept. It would be interesting to see, yeah, where it goes. Yeah, where it goes. Yeah. It goes. Yeah. I just, I think that Rachel Dolezal was such a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to watch the Netflix documentary. Yeah. Watch it. I, yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting and it is, and there's no denying it's, it's another thing as well where you hear her story and it's like, there's no denying that there's trauma there Yeah, and there's no denying that there are people who really love her and care about her and think that she's like a good person. But I'm just like, you can't have this many people from the race that you identify as <laughs> saying <laughs> This is bad. Well, she's changed her name. Have you heard? Oh my god, what she like, changed since it the to? doco. Oh, I'll have to look it up. She would have to, but yeah, you can't. Like, how's she going to get a job with that name now? Yeah, oh, she can't. She can't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she dropped. There's a scene in the film where she drops her kids off at a barber shop, mm. and the kids like, "You need to drive away now. Like, don't Go. come." Yeah. yeah. So her new name uh, is Nakechi Amare Diallo. That is the blackest name I've ever heard. Oh, my God. <laughs> she knows uh, what she's doing. Um, she's have you seen pictures shit. of her when she was a teenager? No. She she's is... a fucking the whitest pastiest <laughs> bitch you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> like, she's straight after the sound of music. Oh, yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like sound of music she's and like Annie. Yeah. Long blonde hair, blue eyes. She's yeah. pretty. She's really cute. Speaking of sound of music, um, oh, yeah. Old Plumber. Oh. Old Plumber? Oh. How dare <laughs> you? The disrespect. It's yeah, yeah. not even cold oh, yet. I'm You're sorry, <laughs> you two. He's turning around in his grave. Old Plumber. But yes, Mr. Plummer. Yeah. His past I guess I'm just the one of us who's not like infatuated with, <laughs> with his cheekbones yeah. and his jawline. So before the pod, uh, Jordan and Aurelia both revealed that they have a bit of a thing for mm-hmm. Christopher Plummer in The Sound of Music. Yeah. He's hot. The captain. Yeah. He's Mr. Like, Von Trapp. He's distant. He's not interested <laughs> in her. <laughs> that is like... And they, that is, yeah, that is attractive to me. Yeah. Mm. I love a man who whistles and his children come downstairs immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I want that kind of command over my dog. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Have a whistle at home. Oh, the best. Give me some of that Adel wussy. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, Christopher Plummer has died. He, he was, he was, yeah, he was old, old Plummer. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, there may be some people out there. This is so awful. This is like when Doris Day died and I was like, oh, she was alive. <laughs> I know there's like not to sully the memory of of Christopher Plummer. What a legacy! What a cool guy as well. He just mm. seemed like 
so chiller. Like I've seen interviews with him. I saw him at like at like uh, Sound of Music reunions, and like him and Julie Andrews are just like, oh, "How are you?" Oh, yeah. Julie Andrews, I love. Oh, Such she's a babe. so beautiful. I um, hope they they somehow incorporate her more into Bridgerton because it's been so fun to like see like. Mm. Like in that pilot episode where she, they made her say "bitch," I was like, "Yes, yes. <laughs> make her say more Be swear more. words." <laughs> I want to hear it. Oh my god, it's perfect. Uh. Nah, Julie is cool. Yeah. Um, I went to uh, an evening with Julie Andrews. <gasps> it was like in Melbourne. In Melbourne, I'm years jealous. ago, it was the best. It was at the art center. So it was like me and like three thousand people, but it felt very <laughs> intimate. And it was her and one of the boys from Sound of Music. They're like best friends now. Aww. He's like the second youngest. He's like, my name's Ralph, or whatever the names are. <laughs> and they sang Sven. Sven. Um And the big deal is that she, she sang. She can sing now, but she has, like, a very limited range. She was a child with five octave range, oh, wow. which is incredible. A- an amazing singer. She had to go in to get uh, surgery. Routine surgery. Routine surgery, and they botched her vocal cords. Yeah. And she could not sing again. I hope she sued them for squillions, because that is the biggest tragedy. Mm devastating i remember my grandmother telling me that story and like this is when i used to like sing all the time and i was like yeah (laughs) unbelievable and i then from then on i've heard of people going into surgeries i know kristen chenoweth had to get tonsils taken out and she had a post-it note on her forehead that said i am a singer and like people will be like i this is i don't blame her yeah yeah Yeah. just being like i don't know about this because it's scary it's scary uh, in your throat um, would it just be the end of, you know, that type of career? Like, yeah. you just have to completely reinvent yourself and, you know, get onto Princess Diaries 2, a royal engagement. <laughs> <laughs> a great film. It's, uh, it's actually really sad in Princess Diaries 2 because they have that moment where it's like they get Julie Andrews singing, but oh. then, like, she does a couple, like, notes in her, like, limited range as the song starts. And then Anne Hathaway is like, take it. Raven and then like Raven Simone yeah it comes in and like just does the rest of the song but like as a like proper like pop song mm. and it's just like it's sort of like it's almost worse that way like I'd rather you just didn't have Julie Andrews in it than to be like all right shut up now Julie now we're gonna get an actual singer uh, Raven Simone <laughs> yeah. Cheetah Girls <laughs> talking about musicals uh, yeah. our favorite musical of last year The Prom oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> James Gordon's nomination. Oh, oh, was it a nomination or a win? No, nomination. 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 Yeah. I hope it's not a fucking oh, win. I would be so upset. <laughs> um, yeah, problematic. But also, when it like came out, the news came out on Instagram, I guess, as it does, again, my girlfriend messaged me being like, he's not gay. <laughs> yeah. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Golden Globe noms in general are just like, ugh. and I um, I love an award ceremony. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I mean, just last night. Uh, yes, last <laughs> night I uh, uh, I ended up just putting Oscar awards acceptance speeches on YouTube um, and just let it play out. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, you've never seen a turnaround like it when he's thanking everybody and then he's quickly talking about artificially inseminating cows. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a vegan? Yeah, yeah. hardcore. Okay. Hardcore. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I can As does he. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but the I love uh, award seasons, but obviously grain of salt because they're all like we've known for a long time that they're like a piece of shit, you know. Mm. Um, but this year, I mean, this yeah. is it feels a joke. Es- especially offensive. Uh-huh. I mean, Emily in Paris. Uh, <laughs> how dare you call her by her name? <laughs> Penny. Penny. Um, she was, uh, yeah, like, I don't, I mean, everyone watched the show and you know that week when people are like, this is the most watched show on Netflix ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, it's been a great year for Netflix. I feel like they've had hit after hit after hit, Tiger King, um, Emily in Paris, Bridgerton, uh, Queen's Gambit, like oh God, so, so many shows that we've now forgotten that have done so well. <laughs> and the Golden Globes could have picked any of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they ended up with Emily in Paris. Do you think they got confused? Do you think they were like, oh, yeah, well, we have to put something in there for the children. Yeah. For the and children. it's like, no, we were watching it because we are like, ah, here's something that's worse than coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. It was meant to be nominated for worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
good. And she got nominated. Like, a part of me was like, Ugh, whatever, she's nominated for Best Comedy. But, like, Lily Collins was nominated for Best Actor. No, she can't act. She... I, and you, I am wait. I I keep waiting for her to do something good because I'm like she keeps working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't. I think that she would be good in certain movies. I think she would be fine in certain movies. But Emily in Paris. Oh mm. my god. Oh, Mared, as Emily would say. <laughs> oh, Mared. Yeah. Bonjour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I have a question? Yeah. <laughs> she starts speaking in cursive. <laughs> She, I stalked her and she's just like reposting be like, thanks to my team. Meanwhile, the whole, like, I wonder how she's feeling because obviously the biggest upset, the biggest snub is Michaela Cole and I May Destroy mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and- is like a, you know, progressive, interesting take on, you know, like race and like, Sexual assault. Yeah. Sexual assault, yeah. And, like, has actually grappled topics in a really, like, nuanced, artistic, stylish way. Mm. Um, and then it's just, like, Emily in Paris. It's, like, a girl, you know, joins mm. a label. An intern goes to Paris and has a croissant and sleeps yeah. with an underage boy. Ah. Yeah, an American g- gifts the French. boyfriend. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. She's just all around unlikable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone in that show was... Pretty unlikable yeah, outside of her best friend. Yeah. Ashley Park of Mean Girls. Yes. The musical Tony Award nomination fame. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it's just... Uh, I think that I May Destroy You was like the, amongst the circles that I'm in on the internet, <laughs> um, which are two, yeah. <laughs> um, was the most talked about show of 2020, surely. It was like everybody was like, you must see this show. When we mm. finally were able to see it in Australia, it was like this is the the best show yeah. we've ever seen. Because she does, like you were saying, she has this um, – even like in chewing gum and in everything that she does, she has this way of like making uh, very nuanced and artistic and theatrical approaches to thing, but to, to topics. But at the same time, they're super um, – Accessible? Accessible, yeah, absolutely. Like if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I could watch it um, and feel connected to it for a completely different reason that like someone like my mom would watch it and feel connected as opposed to like everybody else would have their own sort of um, 
connection, for lack of a better word, as mm. it about 60 times, uh, to I May Destroy You, whereas everybody has the same connection to Emily in fucking Paris. Yeah. Which is kill this woman. <laughs> Let her get hit by a taxi. I mean, oh, wouldn't that be God. iconic at the start of season two if Emily just gets killed? Start of the f- episode one, uh, and then it's no longer about Emily in Paris. It's about like the aftermath. <laughs> I just wonder if she is, if Lily Collins and Darren Star are watching this discourse online. Mm, I saw this tweet. I don't know if you saw it too. And the person was like, I don't think it deserved it. And I was a writer on Emily in Paris. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you see that? that yeah. And she's and been making more tweets since then. Yeah. And yeah. like other people have been copying that yes. format. Like, no disrespect as a writer on... On Emily in Paris. Oh, my God. There's um, one girl who's been saying, as the creator of Emily in Paris, you know, I intended uh, um, Emily to be an Indian girl at first, but all the execs said, no, she's got to be a white American girl. Um, Like, she's lying. Like, she has no association. (laughs) um, All this kind of stuff. I was like, whoa, this is you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it got, like, you know, like, everyone's loving the meme format. But Mm. I think some, like, uh, article, like, newspapers and, like, BuzzFeedy type um, uh, websites, like, took it as fact and had articles being like head writers of Emily in Paris oh have come God. out saying I wrote it as a prank <laughs> <laughs> uh, would not surprise me yeah. it I, has prank energy it yes. does I did see something as well online just uh, talking about how um, have you, uh, about promising young woman obviously it's in a different category because it's a film but it's swept out the awards mm. um, and the tweet and this person was just saying it's very interesting because this is like this is the the stories that we believe this is a white woman's assault story and Mm. this is like everybody's like losing their minds and it's sweeping the globes and yada yada probably sweep the oscars too and then something like i may destroy you is completely looked over and snubbed um and it's like well then that's that's such a clear demonstration of the stories we want to hear the stories we allow to be mm. celebrated mm. as well oh, not celebrated yeah yeah wow but yeah that's a real clear dichotomy mm. yeah totally another snub quickly because i love Issa ray so much is insecure yes insecure is so funny um i haven't seen this is this on it's it's on, on binge i'll give you binge, my login yeah. it's so good it's i haven't HBO. watched the latest season but i've heard that the, the latest season is it's, something it's else it's really good they have amazing outfits you know it's got all the same like production value as you would expect from emily in paris because it's hbo but Issa ray started um by just having a youtube web series mm-hmm. she posted Two days ago, there was the 10-year anniversary of when she started that web series, which was called Awkward Black Girl. And then I think she got Pharrell or someone like that involved or like to back her. And then she got to pitch to HBO and from there it all started. But she's such a great like started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh, that's great. Um, Mm. And again, like nothing. Or like, I mean, maybe I don't think they got nominated because she would have posted about that. Um, but also last year they did get nominated but didn't win. Mm. Um, and um, Shit's Creek won, mm. which like, yeah, Shit's Creek is definitely more mainstream popular. But yeah, it just seems like those black stories yeah. never win. And the other thing I would just say about Insecure as well, I love uh, My Killer Cole. I love I May Destroy You. I've seen one or two episodes, but it was hard for me to watch because it was quite like triggering Mm. of course and with um insecure it still touches on things but more lightly and um we and i'm gonna say we as like black people we don't get a lot of shows that are like lighthearted and fun with a little bit of drama Mm. a lot of the time it has to be really um like traumatic and it has to be heavy heavy Mm. And there was the first time I'd seen a show that was like light and funny and I could watch it and like go to sleep and be like, oh, she shouldn't have fucked her ex-boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> and not thinking, oh my God, she got hate crimed in the bus. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Very yeah. true. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it can be just as powerful and like progressive to have, you know, a minority presented in a way that is you know, pure fun. It yeah. was just like, existing in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like yeah. the same for queer and gay characters, yes. always never ending up with the person they love, mm-hmm. getting yeah. sick, 
dying yeah. and then breaking up. Mm-hmm. Like we want joyful mm-hmm. stuff that we can watch and smile and like go to bed and not overthink why did my favorite gay character die again? Yeah, because it's yeah. almost like we want to create, like we want to like actually head towards a better world. Like why do we keep harping on, not, not we obviously need to tell yeah. the hard stories mm. as well, but we don't want to have that be the only story to the extent that we're just like perpetuating that this is all it will ever be, mm. you know? Like Absolutely. we need the it's a sins as much as we do, you know, just yeah, totally. confectionary viewing that's yeah. just, you know. And how much of... um. Uh, of these stories as well is trauma porn for like mm. particularly white women too, to yeah. like mm. watch these like really harrowing stories and be like holy shit yeah then, anyway I better go uh, make a tea cake yeah. <laughs> whatever we do <laughs> um, but yeah it's 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 interesting speaking of it's a sin have you both watched it yet no Not I'm watching yet. it tonight because I've set aside this weekend because I know it's gonna destroy me yes and I need a weekend to you know Mm. purge that from my system it is devastatingly sad um i will say that uh i think it's well done i think there's uh i would like to watch it again without the goggles of oh my god this is so sad yeah yeah. (laughs) because you know sometimes you're like is this good or am i just crying all the time Mm. uh but it is kind of and uh yeah it's harrowing watching those stories because you, you, we know that if it was if it was us twenty thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and you just look at these these um, there's a particular role in there who's uh, Jill, who's their friend, and she's a woman, and you just know that there were so many. She represents so many girls who just watched her friends really like get really sick, and just like she lived on and stuff well, like she, that. She's yeah. a real person. Isn't is she? she? Yeah. There, oh, there's sh- oh no, don't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> there's shots of like the actor meeting the actual Jill, real life Jill. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty beautiful, but it is, you know, you look at that and you're just like this uh th- that must have been so scary without mm-hmm. the internet, without forums, Terrifying. without everybody to like find each other and be like, hey, there's something going on and no one's talking about it. Mm. I think yeah. that's the thing that people forget about AIDS is that it was around for 10 years before anyone said anything. It's, mm. it's kind of interestingly timed, actually, mm. that it coincides with, you know, the pandemic that we're going through at the moment because not only was there this new, you know, d- much more deadly um, virus that was taking hold, but it was then so intrinsically attached in society's view to gays. And yes. so it, it's like compounded as a like targeted thing. Mm. And like, there's been a, a lot of that about like racism with the pandemic about, mm. you know, like people calling it the China virus and yeah. then that kind of shit. Um, it, it is a kind of strange parallel mm. that it comes out now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. And it's still ongoing. I mean, the AIDS pandemic is not over and it still continues, but I feel like in the public's eye, I don't know. I feel like people forget that it's still happening. Yeah. Yes. And there's still people suffering. Mm. Um, I mean, it's great that now we have so many more treatment options and mm. you can actually live a pretty ha- fulfilled, happy life without limitations, but I don't think there's enough, um, public knowledge of AIDS and HIV Mm. and the stigma attached to it is still at the same, maybe not at the same level as it was 20 years ago, but the stigma is still there. For sure. I mean, and Mm -hmm. we should also discuss the laws recently changing about blood donations. Of course. For um, gay men or men who have sex with men as they describe it. Um, So basically like it used to be that men who have sex with men just flat out couldn't donate blood, period. Um, and they have changed it now that men who have sex with men in Australia, or is it just Victoria? I, I think, I think it it's Victoria. Might, might just yeah. be Victoria, yeah. but it's can now donate blood if they have been celibate or not had sex with men in three months, which to me is one step forward, 10 steps back. Yeah. It's, and mm. it, I, it's, yeah. And it's also so, um, Yes, it's so uh, laced in, like, really weird, icky homophobia as well. Because I, I donate blood regularly. I'm a hero. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, 
Yeah, I, the, one of the questions is like, has it, especially when I was like sleeping with people casually, like I was pretty, I was like not great because I was young and I'm an idiot, but I was like okay with getting sexual health checkups. But when I was sleeping with people casually and stuff like that, there'd be a question be like, oh, is there anyone that you've slept with who's had anal, unprotected anal sex? And I was like, I don't know what Dennis from Tinder was doing. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was just very like, well, I assume not, but like I can say no and get away with it because I'm a cisgendered woman. Like mm. it's not, but I, f- I found that really interesting because I was like, that's also, you don't know. That's so. Yeah. And like, we have the means and like all blood gets tested for HIV anyway. Yes, so exactly. it's, it's not, it is literally just a stigma. There's no, there's no like, you know, biological reason that they have to section off gay men who have sex with men as a separate entity. And also like it, to me, it is still, the ban is essentially still in play in place because mm. you would have to like, like, like asking for three months of celibacy. It's too much. Like, with these men. Like, yeah. <laughs> Only in the pandemic could that happen. I think it also discounts that a lot of men who sleep with men are in long-term relationships where they only sleep with the same fucking man yeah. for months, years, however long. And if both those people are tested negative, then what is stopping them from donating? It's That's not, true. Not every gay man is a slut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But contrary to but popular all belief. all of the ones I live with. <laughs> I can't think of any, like, off the top of my head, but yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know a gay man who's not a slut. Yeah. Yeah, some of us are also podcasters, okay? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those laws that uh, I think people forget about. Obviously not um, people who can't donate blood, but I think also in the mainstream media, people are like, oh, shit, like, because yeah. so, my parents still can't donate blood because they lived in the UK during um, mad cow disease. Seriously? <laughs> Truly, they can't donate blood. What the hell? Mm. And, I, like, and that was like two years in the 90s. Mm. Great. And do you know that there's been a real like need for blood and organ donation? Because during the pandemic, people are less on the roads and there's been heaps <gasps> less car crashes, which is one of the primary ways that organ donation happens. Oh my God, um, that's so bleak, but of course. Yeah, so it's cha- it's meant that, like, organs are much more scarce and blood donations um, similar yeah. kind of thing. So there's a real need for it at the moment and to just be still having, like, any reason to deter people from doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's also so many other things where it's like, if you had a tattoo, you have to wait six months. If you had a piercing, I think you have to wait three. And I've mm. been getting tattoos and piercings yeah. every single month. Res- yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a routine for you. And it's, it's like a, a routine. And yeah. then it's like, oh, well, all the needles, I literally see them, unpack them. Like, there's no way I could have gotten anything. And then, I don't know, like, as I've never donated blood because every time <laughs> I'm, like, up for not being in that time, it's mm-hmm. like... Well, you have to wait another month. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, can I see your new tab? Oh, yeah. Um, this is one. Oh, um, I love it. Which is like toys my brother and I had growing up. Oh, that's beautiful. I still have this one. Unfortunately, I don't have his anymore. And then I got this. That's so awesome. That's sick. Uh, so for the listener. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is not a very visual <laughs> medium. No, this so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jordan, um. Did you get an appointment? No, I'm still waiting for them to get back to me, but um, I'm very excited. I am getting my first tattoo. Um, it will be a glass shrimp. Um, <gasps> I love which that. It's great. But there's a lot of, um, a few of my friends are very like, oh, about. <laughs> <laughs> where, where like I body? literally describe it. I, I think I'm going to get it on my inner bicep, yeah. um, which I think will be sensitive, but whatever um it's not that bad it's not that bad but i want to get it with um the phrase it was fucking one of you <laughs> underneath it and it's my homage to um global warming <laughs> i we're love running it. out of uh plankton and smaller uh <laughs> smaller fish in the sea which one's the glass shrimp? shrimp um they're a see-through shrimp and you can literally <gasps> see their organs and when the women are when the women when the females <laughs> Um, when they have eggs inside of them, you can see the eggs just oh sitting in their God. bodies. And stuff like can that. you eat those shrimp? They're so small. You uh-huh. get nothing from it. Okay. But other fish can eat them and then we would eat those fish <laughs> and those crustaceans. So they're very important for us to be able to eat other shrimps. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but yeah, I just want to get that and then get, it was fucking one of yours in a wave underneath. 
Oh, that's I like new that. age. I'm obsessed. My favorite part is that I showed. So if you're not in the know and if you've never seen this clip on YouTube, you haven't lived. <laughs> um, but there's there's a, a clip of two Scottish girls saying, we're going to sing Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Well, if you're confident. And then their mum bursts in and she's like, which one of you took a shit and then they flush? <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, no, she goes, it wasn't me. Yeah. It was fucking one of us. Disgusting. And then slams the door. And it just reminds me so much of my childhood uh, because I had, quote, unquote, a, a lot scary of shits. Mom. I had a lot of shits. I was, uh, but my mum would, like, unabashedly just be like, which one are you fucking shit in the toilet? I'd have, like, a friend round. And she'd be like, did you fart? Oh, my God. Did you see the video of one of the girls yes. saying it was one of me? Yes. It was me. It was, it was me. <laughs> so good uh, um, but I told my mom I was getting this tattoo and she was like why are you getting that that sounds awful and I was like watch this clip and she watched it the entirety and then was like when does it get funny and I was like mom <gasps> this is you this is peak comedy <laughs> this is my childhood <laughs> I am getting this once, as an homage once you have this tattoo you're yeah. gonna get so many more I know yeah. I can't wait I love that you haven't even like for your mom's sake done a like transitory like tattoo you've just gone straight into absurdism like it's like mom this is what all the kids are doing oh my god that would be wild yeah my parents aren't like they don't they don't mind tattoos now but they like they get just a bit like why and my mom's always like is it gonna look terrible when you're old can i tell you whenever i see someone old with tattoos i think they're fucking cool yeah i love you yeah yeah i want to be you i want to be you my boyfriend's dad has lots of tattoos from when he was younger. And was he a bikey? Is he hot? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was part of a gang. Um, <gasps> cool. Like, um, and yeah, he actually has like tats on his earlobes, like little stars that um, look like earrings. And uh, when they, um, Josh's parents were getting married, Josh's grandma, like, this guy's mother-in-law said to um, Josh's dad, oh, can you take your earrings out for the ceremony? And he's like, they're not earrings, they're tats. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, But when um, Josh and all his siblings were growing up, they used to like colour in their dad's tattoos. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah. And I thought that was just so sweet and like such a like indication of how they don't have to be this like, you know, sort of scary separate thing. It can be a nice like little... Yeah. A cute little It's situation. not a big deal. It's yeah. cool. Oh, maybe you can get Kenzo to colour it in. Yeah. Oh, my God. He might just bite off my arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. Um, would you get a tattoo, Charlie? I really want to. Um, I kind of feel like it would be insane, like the glass shrimp. Oh, you got to. Mm. Yeah. Um, I really want to get a dash and, like, around my ankles so that it looks like a... I really uh, like a bracelet oh, kind of thing. So so, like it walks all the way around. Oh my God, yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> something like that would be fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Have I told you about my friend who has a tattoo of a Grim Reaper on a surfboard? <laughs> oh, I that's love great. that. It's so good. I, I think that's that. so great. <laughs> Surf's up. <Yeah. laughs> You're going to die. Up, <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Surf's up, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, JK Rowling trigger warning here. I Surf and turf. Surf and turf. Yeah. Uh, turf. Oh, yeah, she's a turf. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, turf that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, I have uh, just come into the know about um, the, the whole Lupin mm. fan fiction world. So Lupin, Professor Lupin, the werewolf man, when those first three, four books came out, people started writing fan fictions including me oh my god was it sexy fan fiction it was lupin serious fan fiction well Uh, that was the main this is and i'm heavily into this scene um so i yeah i have a lot of feels about jk rowling you you you... well well, i've only just found out about it so i'll quickly give a spiel but then charlie this is your domain (laughs) you're gonna take over here um but basically what i what i heard which is new information is that um, people started writing fan fictions about Lupin. People also likened uh, him being a werewolf to the AIDS yeah. epidemic as well, um, which I thought was really interesting. But that wasn't JK's intention. This is just what people had like taken from it. And um, 
people started writing fan fiction. She tried to sue them, but you can't actually sue people for fan fictions. Like it's actually really hard to do that unless mm. you're going to like publish it if it's free and it's just a... If it's on Wattpad, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Literotica. So... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> um, so nothing really came from that. So what she did is she created this character Tonks later on. She killed Who is also Sirius. gay. Yes. <laughs> Who is also very, yeah, so queer coded. It's a joke. Yeah. Her hair color changes when she's angry. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, people started writing fan fictions. Um, and in the third movie, the director, Alfonso, Alfonso, I can't remember his last Curon. name. Yes, he told the actors of uh, Remus and uh, of Sirius and Lupin to reunite as if they're like lovers. old lovers or yeah. lovers and they when you watch it back yeah. they do and it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and then by the time uh that movie had come out she'd started writing the fifth book and in the fifth book spoiler alert Sirius dies mm-hmm. she kills him off and she brings in tonks mm-hmm. and then um she tries to make tonks and loop in this like mm-hmm. beautiful story because she was just i think um she ha- yeah, she wanted people gay on her own terms. <laughs> yeah, which is infuriating because mm-hmm. I would have thought J.K. Rowling of all people would roll with the retrospective. Oh yes, uh, that character was always gay. You yeah, know, she did like, that a lot before yeah. she was cancelled. So why wouldn't you take an opportunity where people are actually being like, oh, this is in the text, like it feels canon, mm-hmm. um, and whether and I firmly believe whether or not she's intended it or not, these characters are heavily queer coded. Yes, mm-hmm. because. Lupin, um, as a werewolf, he has this, like, literally, like, blood-infected disease that prohibits him, like, as a taboo from, like, teaching professionally. And, like, once parents at the school find out that Lupin is a werewolf, they don't want to... Like, he gets fired. And it's similar to how, you know, teachers were outed and would be removed from school systems because parents didn't want their kids associated with someone like that. Mm. Um, And then there's just all the stuff in the text about like Lupin having this kind of like grieving process because like um, when Sirius dies, like is kind of when the Tonks romance comes into it and like Lupin is like severely depressed and there's all this stuff. Like I haven't been in that world for quite a few years, but I remember when I was reading the books and then especially when I got into the, like the Tumblr world of it, um, I think they call it, yeah, <laughs> the ship is called Wolfstar because it's like, cause Sirius and Lupin are both like, um, celestial, like, um, Jordan is writing, I'm writing Wolfstar. down Wolfstar. Yeah. <laughs> I need some smart. Yeah. And <laughs> I like, I loved it. And, also, just stuff like it just just reeks of gay to me. Like you know, they talk about when the like um, Harry's parents and Lupin and Sirius and stuff were at school. Like Lupin was sort of like a nerdy oddball that was like his best friend in the world was Lily, um, sort of stuff. And I'm like, gay, that's gay. <laughs> like hag yeah. alert. Oh, like, Lily screams of hag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, and. I, I don't care what J.K. Rowling says at this point. Um, oh, my God. she's We're beyond... Yeah. We're silencing J.K. Rowling. And yeah. She's no longer the author of Harry Potter. She must resign her post. People yeah. have written better stuff. Yeah. There's better fanfic on what Wattpad. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting. And, and, and also, Tonks is Sirius's cousin and is a metamorphosis, uh, metamorphosis. I, I forget the term for it, but she can, like, transform her appearance and make herself look like anyone else. And there's mm. all this kind of like, it, it's, it's just very bearded character design that it's yeah. almost like an ersatz serious, you know, it's still in the same family and I don't oh know. My God. It's just weird layers that she didn't need to go that far to make it <laughs> a like, you know, bonafide queer story. Yeah. I remember when, like when Sirius dies being devastated because I really liked him and I really wanted him to be, thing but i also thought he had such a thankless death too like mm. falling into some mirror into the veil yeah ah <laughs> what a way to go yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's like that's fucking jk being like gay men are so vain yeah he <laughs> fell into the mirror and he died <laughs> yeah it's very like women in refrigerators trope have you uh, heard yeah. of this no what's no. this um it's this thing that um 
started in comics, which is that I think it started in comics. Or it's like in narratives where women are just killed off in like horrific, unceremonious ways. At like where I think in some comic, like the uh, female victim was like her body was found in a refrigerator, like chopped up in the fridge or something like that. And it's the idea of like women being disposable, Mm. like that you can literally just kill them however you want in a way that like writers wouldn't do for a male character. Like they'd give them like a proper death scene. They give them like a a sense of like struggle and fight and all Mm. that kind of stuff. But women, it's just like, Oh yeah, that's just assumed they'll die in a horrific way. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's called the women in refrigerators trope of like disposing of female characters in just like ridiculously brutal and like horrible ways. Wow. That's like the first time I've heard of it in that way. But now that you're saying it, it's like any, every, SVU, SUV. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. SUV, SVU, yeah. any CS, CSI, like every female victim is like raped and murdered mm-hmm. and chopped up and eaten and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Now this is a trope I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to unsee. Yeah. It's like when you find out about it, the Bechdel test and you're like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Guys, are we ready to pop or flop let's do it yeah pop off (laughs) (laughs) pop or flop (laughs) no 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 no. i can't i can't i can't i'm too out of sync (laughs) okay okay i'll go and then you go okay okay. pop or flop (laughs) pop or flop (laughs) pop or flop (laughs) <laughs> so this week's pop or flop is Joe Exotic. <laughs> oh my goodness! So he's back in the news because am I right in saying that he was hoping to get a pardon from Donald Trump before he left office? Yes. Yeah, but he did not. Oh, <laughs> they God. have the same energy to me. Yes, like Donald Trump, Joe Exotic, same energy, same vibe. Yeah. And and he said in an article, um, I was too innocent and too gay for a pardon. <laughs> and, you know, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. So innocent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I've, after finishing Tiger King, I had all these conflicting feelings about him because I was like, oh, I feel sorry. I feel not sorry. Like, he deserved what he got. But then reading that he feels like, um, I don't know, he like almost feels proud. He doesn't have any remorse. remorse. Mm. Yeah, that definitely rubbed me the wrong way, especially when his husband, or was it his boyfriend or his husband? Husband. Husband, yeah. When his husband died. Oh my God, that's horrific. (sighs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's not the queer icon that no. we deserve. He is he's a bad person. He keeps solitary cats in large groups together. Mm. Um and tried to kill a woman. And tried to, tried kill, to a kill a woman. woman. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like I feel like people lost the fact <laughs> I forgot because that documentary is so wild. Mm. I forgot that the premise is that he tried to kill her because there's a different thing. Like at one point I'm like, oh, this is about cults. Yeah. And then at another point I was like, oh, this is about Carol Baskin killing her ex-husband. And then it kind of circled back and I was like, oh, no, this is about like animal cruelty. And also he tried to kill her. It is a ride. Mm. Yeah. It's about running for him, running for a political seat as well. Yeah. That campaign. Oh my goodness! And then his brief music career, <laughs> where yes. somebody else sang. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, like him dating drug addicted boys. That mm. was fucked. So yeah. fucked up. That like trio wedding that they had, uh. and it's like not one of them was like legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also him kind of exploiting the fact that those young men were kind of maybe still exploring their yeah. sexuality and dependent on him for. Drugs, drugs and yeah. money and sick. It's just gross. Oh, yeah. guys. Joe Exotic. I think we all agree. He's a flop. It's a flop. He's a flop. <laughs> Big floppy flop. Yeah. Mm. Boo. And, I mean, Trump was pardoning everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to be dismissed by Trump says a lot. Yeah. Do you think Trump watched Tiger King? 
I reckon. I don't know if he has ever watched a television show. I don't know if he has the attention span. Yeah. That's true. He probably just read, like, the premise. Yeah. I can't... I don't know. Like, I just see Donald Trump watching cartoons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Ran and Stimpy. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he just watch Fox News and, like... He watches Fox News and, like... Kim Possible. Ah. <laughs> oh my God! Call me, beep beep, if you want to reach me. <laughs> yes. Oh well, Joe Exotic. Um, best of luck. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you rot in prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard out here for a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to yeah. our very chic episode. Yeah, this has been <laughs> such a cool feeling to so record nice. it live. I know. Oh. I'm blushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely beaming ear to ear. I can't believe we're doing it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And and uh, listen up (laughs) for the next one. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PopGazePod. And if you like this episode, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, be gay. (laughs) (laughs) Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.